Welcome to Question Everything, the podcast where we ask who, what, when, where, and why, but mostly why. I'm Crystal Jeffrey, and I am a Michigander. Now, and I'm Jessica Jeffrey, and we are no longer Florida people. And I say this because I have been told that we have a few Florida people stories in this one. And with that, here we go. Happy belated in bulk. And to you as well. Nice response. That's what you say when you're not exactly sure what that person is uh, <laughs> celebrating for you or wishing you. But it's a nice thing to say versus saying nothing. Or what is that? Or Merry Christmas to you as well. <laughs> well, it's not Christmas season or Yule season. Yet. For another like eight months. Yeah, it'll be here before you know it. Oh, shush. So... We, Imbolc came and went, and I didn't even recognize it. So it's the 6th, and I'm saying happy belated Imbolc, because Imbolc was on the 1st. It's the halfway between what you would call Christmas and Easter. The two two holidays that I call Yule and Ostara. So Christians would call it Groundhog Day halfway point between Christmas and Easter being Groundhog Day. Yes. It's the day when all the um, lambs started being born. Spring started springing up. The lambing season. The lambing season, that's right. So it's a nice little holiday to split up between winter and full-blown spring. Okay. And why do you celebrate it? Because I have chosen to be eclectic pagan. And part of my religion is following the Wheel of the Year of Wicca. That is different holidays that the Christians have changed into. Like Christmas was originally Yule. I celebrate Yule. Easter was originally Ostara. So I celebrate Ostara. And February 1st is Imbolc, which has changed into Groundhog Day. It's the beginning of spring when all um, the lambs started being born and in Wicca mythology they have, um, it's the triple goddess, the deity up in the skies above has three different forms, the maiden, mother, and crone. February 1st is when she officially changes from um, being the crone back into the maiden. Is it on February 1st every year? Yeah. February 1st or 2nd. Okay. Because Groundhog Day is every 2nd yeah. of February. So theirs is more on what the actual year does that year. Yeah. Just like Yule can be on the 21st or 20th yeah. of December. Yes. It's not just a designated this day yes. at Christmas. Okay. Because way back in the day, they didn't have calendars. They went by the phases of the moon. Each gotcha. new month followed the phases of the moon. Which is why, if you're talking lunar calendars, there's 13 months to the lunar calendar. And then we all took it away with the Gregorian calendars and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They changed it to 12 because why do we think 13's a bad number? Because the pagans said it was a good number. We have 13 full moons in a year, not 12. That's a good segue into the next piece I was going to talk about, which also includes religion. First, we have to take a trip back to the founders 
and the writing of our Constitution and whatnot, and what the Constitution says about religion. So in the First Amendment, we have two pieces that talk about religion. The Establishment Clause, which says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the exercise thereof. And later on in that, the second clause that talks about it is the Free Exercise Clause, which is what we're going to focus on with the article. The Free Exercise Clause protects an individual's right not only to believe in what he or she would like to believe, but also to practice it. So our government can't keep you from practicing something or force you to practice something, which can be tied in with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They're trying to not become like King George in England. You can have religion, just keep the religion to yourself. So when our founding fathers tried to give us these protections and let us do our thing and be happy, they did not plan for this to get thrown back at them. They did not plan for Trump. They did not, yeah, no one planned for Trump. And they, the symptoms thereof. They did their best. <laughs> they did their best. <laughs> they did not also plan for a gentleman by the name of Jacob Chansley, which he might be more recognizable if you picture the guy with no shirt, horns, and face paint. The QAnon shaman. The ch- yeah, there you go. Ah. That guy. So he was recently transferred from a jail in Washington, D.C. to a jail over across the, the state lines into Alexandria, Virginia. Or was he getting beat up? Not hard enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> to our listeners, if you haven't been able to tell we're leftists by now, we are pretty far left. <laughs> Would you like to take another guess on why he was transferred? Oh, jeez. No. Just tell me. That his belief system requires him to eat organic food. And he was not able to eat organic food at the jail he was at in D.C. And the judge ordered that the jail provide him with organic food. Maybe he should have thought about that before he committed a federal offense. And since the jail couldn't follow these orders... They had him transferred over to Alexandria. Um, This was a big ordeal. The lawyer had to come in and fight for this, and he went nine days without eating and lost 20 pounds. Is that all it takes? I'm not going nine days without eating. I'd rather not. I'd rather you also not be in a jail for um, committing federal offenses. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Is that why you read us the Constitution? A little bit. A little bit. Because they, they didn't plan for all of these the Founding Fathers, rather, did not plan for these things. They can only plan for so much. But with trying to protect our freedoms and liberties and let us be happy and do our own thing, they also let in for issues like this. Not that I have any sympathies for this man, but why did it take them nine days to figure out that he wasn't eating or nine days to do something about the fact that he wasn't eating? It just took them that long to get him to another facility. They tried in the meantime to get it straightened out at the facility he was in, and since it wasn't possible for them to meet these requirements, they had to transfer him. But it still takes time, the court system. It's pretty quick. If you think about it, nine days for something to happen with the government and incarceration and whatnot, it's pretty pretty good. So what belief system requires him to eat organic foods? Shamanism. Excuse you? QAnon shamanism. Oh, so there's a new branch of paganism out there for the far right and pagan. Yeah. How inclusive. That's why you choose to be eclectic so you can follow what you want 
And if it's too batshit fucking crazy, you can leave it. Yeah, let's go with that theory. So there's different things that have been going on since Trump has left office. Um, Less? As as well. But he requested that Palm Beach International Airport be renamed (laughs) after him. And they denied this this request. Um, I also have read that there will not be a library named after him. Doesn't each president get their own library? Not if you can't read. (laughs) He was also forced by Palm Beach County to tear up his helipad since he's no longer president. So he's he's losing things left and right now. So he can no longer fly to his resort in a helicopter. Yeah. He has to, like every other peasant, go to the um, airports and fly to and fro. The airport is also not named after him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Insult to injury. You have to really screw up to not have stuff named after you. No, you have to do something epically awesome to have things named after yeah. you. Trump has done nothing. You Well, he wanted a bunch of firsts. You have to give him that. He got a bunch of firsts. <laughs> we, we won't first, first to be impeached twice. First to two times not receive the the popular vote. What else? He never once broke 50% in the, in the polls. He was more than 50% of the nation throughout his entire presidency said they didn't like him. Started a cult. So before we get into too much more of a rant session, we're going to table this for now. Focus on the letter. <laughs> oh, there's a letter. There's a letter. Okay, tell me about the letter. So since he heard rumors that that he was possibly going to get dropped from the Screen Actors Guild, so instead of them being able to break up with him, he wanted to break up with them first. Very mature. That's exactly what you do when you find out that your girlfriend's going to break up with you. You break up with them first. Exactly. So he's been part of the Screen Actors Guild since 89. So he's been he's been part of them for, for a while. We were two. We were. We were two years old, yeah. And um, so that's a... It's a decent amount of time that he's been part of it. Just to give the people an idea of how old we are. You're still older than me. Shush. (laughs) That he's been in some really big roles, and he he let the the Screen Actors Guild have it as he wrote this this letter that I was going to lovingly ask you to read for us. He let them have it. So he wrote a letter to the president of SAG, Ms. Gabrielle Carteris, and it is on the official Trump letterhead, including his Sharpie signature and all. All right, let's see this. Miss Carteris, and no, I'm not going to try and sound like him because I'm not going to make a fool of myself. <laughs> I write to you today regarding the so-called disciplinary committee hearing aimed at revoking my union membership. Who cares? Exclamation point. Exclamation point. He literally said, who cares? Oh my goodness. While I'm not familiar with your work, I am very proud of my work on movies such as Home Alone 2, Zoolander, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, and television shows including The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Saturday Night Live, and of course, oh my gosh, you can see where this is going. And of course, one of the most successful shows in television history, The Apprentice, just to name a few. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. (laughs) 
I've also greatly helped the cable news television business said to be a dying platform with not much time left until I got involved in politics and created thousands of jobs at networks such as MSDNC. If I'm just woefully uneducated, I have never heard of that network, I apologize. And fake news CNN, among many others. MSDNC is the nickname given to MSNBC by Trump. Just like any of the other nicknames like Nancy, Sleepy Joe, you know, one of those. So it's not a typo, he's just an idiot. Yeah, just like Amazon Washington Post. These are his comebacks. Keep up. These are And Tim Apple. No, he's just an idiot for that one. That was a mistake. <laughs> he's just not able to say I was wrong. It's called narcissism. Oh, sweetheart. It's way more than narcissism. Right, focus on the letter. Focus on the letter. Okay, okay. Next paragraph. Which brings me to your blatant attempt at free media attention to distract from your dismal record as a union. Your organization has done little for its members and nothing for me, besides collecting dues and promoting dangerous, un-American policies and ideas. As evident, evident by your massive unemployment rates and lawsuits from celebrated actors who even recorded a video asking, why isn't the union fighting for me? These, however, are policy failures. Your disciplinary failures are even more egregious. I no longer wish to be associated with your union. As such, this letter is to inform you of my immediate resignation from SAG-AFTRA. You have done nothing for me. And then, of course, you see his big old Sharpie signature. Regards. Oh, my goodness. It says President Donald J. Trump. You forgot the word former. Forgot is not quite the word that I would have chosen. And the best part for all of this is the response he received from the president of SAG. Oh, my God. Tell him they said thank you, goodbye. No. Just thank you. That's it? Just thank you. That's epic. Well, I feed into it. I would have fed into it, but I'm not just that kind of person. Yeah. That's amazing. International news. Let's talk about New Zealand. I'm always with New Zealand. You know how Australia and New New Zealand have really strict import policies? Yes. So there was this person that was stopped at the border of New Zealand had succulent plants taped to their legs succulent plants it's like cactuses yeah apparently these are endangered species and illegal in new zealand she had them taped up in pantyhose and she didn't go to jail no she got community service that can at times be better. 100 hours of community wow. service. Wow. They're hardcore on that. They must have heard about what happened in Florida with the giant snails. Oh my god, I forgot about the giant snails. Like, we're not letting that happen. We're, no. we're gonna We're gonna make people do community service. You won't even bring a cactus in here. <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. So, how much would you pay to get a little bit of payback against any of your exes depends on which one (laughs) there's a shelter in kentucky 
that's raising funds by offering retropoption. Okay. Somebody can pay $10 to the shelter and they write their ex's name in the cat's litter box. So the cats do their business on top of their ex's names. This is what they said. Our adoptable kitties have your back and will dump all over your ex. Cats can be spiteful creatures and trust us. They're more happy to do take their number two against your former number one. That's like the best Valentine's Day gift ever. It's called Dumps for the Dumped. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so we both had our fair share of Florida. Ah, Florida. I smell a Florida man story. Since I grew up in Florida, I don't tell many people that, but I grew up in Florida. You are forever a Floridian, don't. I'll tell them my secrets. <laughs> and Jess grew up in Michigan, but got the chance to have part of her childhood ruined by Florida when she was 16 and moved down there. So we both have our, our fill of Florida and... and Starting our adult lives in Florida, and luckily we escaped and got to go to Michigan when we were 30, so... Escape. Escape. But with that, there there are some stories that when we hear them, it's like, yeah, that, that's yeah, that's that's just Florida. Just Florida. Anything with an alligator, you just assume if oh, you go... does this have an alligator in it? This one does not, luckily, no. Oh, but if you go by freshwater, if it's standing, if it doesn't... It, you just assume there's a gator in there. You don't... You just, just assume. You don't... Don't mess with that. Like, don't. It's not worth losing your kids. And then you got the people, the people that make alligators into weapons, like the guy that tried to rob the Wendy's drive-through in our city. Was it robbing? I thought it was a prank. Nope. He was trying to rob, rob the drive-through, but instead of a gun, he was holding an alligator. And when they refused to serve him, he threw the alligator through the drive-through window. Shout out to St. Lucie County. It's horrible. <laughs> all right, all right. What's that's not new news. What's the new? Well, news? this one isn't very new either. This is from eighteen, twenty eighteen. This is in Villages, which is near Orlando. It's money, money, money. It's also where they keep all the older money. people that and elderly. There you go. So, this guy gets called on. His neighbors call on him because he's drunk and suicidal. So they're doing the neighborly thing. They call the cops like, you know, this dude, he's going crazy. Like, you know, help him. So they come, take the guy, take him to the hospital. And he's, you know, doing what we all do at the hospital and you, you wait. <laughs> hurry up and wait. You hurry up and wait. So he's waiting and waiting. A couple hours pass by and he's fed up. He's still inebriated. Doesn't want to deal with it anymore. So he goes and steals an ambulance to get him home because he was overweighting. Didn't, just didn't want to deal with it. How did he steal an ambulance? I'm assuming he knew where the keys were. I have no idea. But at least he did check the back before he took it. So there was did no he? there was no patients or anyone oh, in good. the back. But he went, he drove it the five miles back to his place, parked it across the street to the people who he thought called the cops on him, and went and hid in his, the trunk of his car... But he I, got locked in the trunk of his car. That would be the perfect Florida man story. But no, oh my God, he didn't. He didn't get no. <laughs> but it's hard to hide those. I mean, I'm assuming there's some sort of tracking device on it. I mean, it's, you know, it belongs to the city. Well, that's why he parked it not at his place. That was he tried, but 
he now then got picked up and was just taken off to the jail. So now he gets to hurry up and wait in the jail. Because he violated probation. By stealing the ambulance. By stealing the ambulance. And you can't drink alcohol on probation anyway, so he really hits a double whammy there. That kind of makes sense, though. Yeah, no no Listerine for you. Listerine? (laughs) Florida man story number dos. Dos. Hurricane Irma. That was the hurricane in 2017, right? 2017, yes. I had to stay up all night at 911 because I was a dispatcher. What's the 2017 Hurricane Irma Florida man story? I think it's more than a Florida man. It's Florida people. Oh, jeez. There was a 22-year-old who was bored, you know, hanging out, getting ready for a hurricane, as, as you do. You try to get all the water you can from Publix. You get your extra cell phone chargers, you fill up your bathtubs with water, you do all the prep work you have to do. Go down the checklist. Go down that checklist, throw your hurricane party, and he decided that he would be a really, really awesome idea to start a Facebook group to have an event to shoot at the hurricane. To shoot at the hurricane. With the rifle. With rifles? Yes. What do they think bullets are going to do? They're going to show Irma that we shoot shoot first. Because Irma is sentient. Well, they think it is that she's sentient. So they were going to shoot at her to, to make her stop. So this 22-year-old decided that it'd be a great idea and it blew out of proportion. He even said that it, it, it lost a little bit of control. He never envisioned it becoming this huge event that it did. Um, but many people of, got shot? They didn't say, so maybe it's... Oh, good. <laughs> but out of a combination of boredom and stress, he... You know, decided to, to do something about this hurricane. And this, you know, led to another group starting to, quote-unquote, shoot flames at the storm. How do you shoot flames? I've heard of throwing flames. We have a friend who has a flamethrower. Yeah. Luckily, he lives in Michigan. <laughs> and has common sense. Owns brains. Owns a brain. A brain. But, yeah, that was, we're going to take a stand against this bully. No one's going to drive us out of our home. Get your flamethrower. Shoot for the eye. You shoot for that eye. I feel like I'm losing brain cells listening to this story. We made it this far. Oh my gosh. But this is when you have to think that what goes up must come back down. And that's what I think of when someone wants just to, you know, fire off rockets and, and, and rifles and whatnot. Rockets, not, not too bad. You know, we have 4th of July and we want to have fun with that. But you don't just randomly shoot a gun and shoot it in the air. It, the bullet's going to come down eventually and hit something or someone or your pet dog. Who knows? But And it's only going to get the hurricane matter according to someone else because... Oh, because the, the hurricane, hurricane is sentient. Yeah, it cares. It, it, it totally cares. It's just doing its job, you know, doing its Cat 5, 160 mile an hour winds job of... Which you're not even supposed to be out side during a hurricane to begin with. But then you're going to miss all the fun and you're bored. All your power's out. Your Wi-Fi's out so you can't play whatever the... Candy hot Crush. Not sponsored. Among Us. Also not sponsored. <laughs> you can't play your games. you got to find something to do so you get that flamethrower. Oh my god. Doesn't need electricity. Obviously it didn't work because I still had to stay overnight at 911. I still had to board up so. my house. I had to Yeah. <laughs> I had to pick pick up roofing tiles off my friend's lawn so I could 
So we're going to travel back over to the villages and check on this guy who had a crash. Crashed his golf cart. Golf cart. Golf cart. Villages. I mean, that's what you do. Yeah. They, money, 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 money. It's, it's what you use to travel in the area. You, they all use golf carts. They don't use cars as much. There, you, you know, At least they're eco-friendly. They're very, very much so. They're um, and a money saver, so you're good. <laughs> what do they need to save money on? So, the officers respond to this this wreck, and they come across this golf cart with a mi- missing windshield and broken axle, and there's tire marks and you know what you know what's going on with this guy, and um, the 82 year old gentleman had been inebriated he drunken w- carting he was mario carting in real life with alcohol involved so mario kart man had been drinking and obviously the arrest reports <laughs> has him stating that he had been watching president trump on tv and then got really mad at what he said and proceeded to drink vodka man if we all drank every time President Trump, well, I'm assuming this was 2020. This was 2020, so... Then President Trump made us angry. We would have all died by alcohol poisoning by now. What did he do this time? It doesn't say. All all it says is that he got got mad enough that he drank, and he took it out on the golf cart, and ended up in the Sumter County Jail because he was not able to complete his sobriety test since he was not able to stand... He was not able to stand. He was that drunk. He was being held up by the deputies. But unlike the guy that stole the ambulance, at least this guy was able to bond out and was able to go home that night after getting taken to jail. I don't know if I'd put at least there because him being able to bond out shows how much privilege he has and how much disposable money he has. No, it's more like he wasn't on probation, but... Oh, that's true. I forgot about that part. (laughs) Being on probation is a definite plus. Yeah. Being not on probation is a definite plus. Little difference. (laughs) A little little bit of a difference. You know, you get to go home when... So here's a story for you. Alrighty. That'll make you smile. We all like to eat meat. Yeah, most people, but yes, I do at least. Yes. But we don't like to think where that meat comes from. The duh, yes. Apparently neither did this cow from Rhode Island. <laughs> oh. Alright, so this is about 10 miles west of Providence in Rhode Island. Okay. The story is, it was about 2 a.m. I was on my way to pick up a passenger, and I looked to my left, and there was a cow! Just hanging out, waiting for the red light. When it turned green, the cow goes. I thought I was seeing things at first. I must be tired, but nope, that's really a cow. The person called the police and they tracked the cow, but it slipped into a forest and hasn't been seen since. There's this huge movement in Rhode Island, at least in this area, to get this cow into a sanctuary because obviously it does not want to be slaughtered (laughs) good for that cow (laughs) (laughs) it slipped out from the local slaughter um farm and they reached out and have not gotten a response as to how or why the cow got loose but 
Once they do find it, Smoky Chestnut Farm Rescue in Norton, Royal Island has offered to give the runaway cow a home. That is awesome. Good for them. Right? Still still makes me feel bad for eating meat, but I really do like steak. I do. I, that's why we're in that group of people that don't think about where it comes from. <laughs> in an effort to help our listeners question everything, we want to end our podcast routinely with a little tidbit that might enrich our listeners. And this week, I found something that I think I knew, but maybe not. But first, I want to say, neither of us are doctors. I'm reading this off of a first aid website, and I found this really interesting. Now, when we were growing up and you got a nosebleed, what were you told to do? I was told to pinch my nose and tilt my head back. And what is your nose connected to? It's connected to your windpipe, isn't it? Yep. And what is your windpipe connected to? The lungs. Yes. And what happens if you lean your head back? Not a good combination. Yes. You will end up bleeding into your lungs. And lots of people have suffocated on their own blood because they've tilted their head back when they're when their nose was bleeding. Now, common first aid is stating to lean your head forward and pinch the bridge of your nose. Not to stuff your nose, grab like a cloth or something and put it in front of your nose to catch any blood that you can't stop with the pinching of the bridge of your nose. Is there anything else you can do to help stop the bleeding? It does say that if you can get a cold pack, the cold will constrict the blood vessels and will hopefully help stop the bleeding within five to ten minutes. So the moral of this is science is ever-changing. Medical is forever changing. Our knowledge is constantly evolving. The stuff we knew without a shadow of a doubt isn't true anymore. We need to... Question everything. Yes. 